0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fort Worth Music Academy podcast. I am here today with one of my favorite people on planet Earth, Mr. Music Legend, Carlos Chalinski.
1: Mr. Carlos, how are you? Oh my God, thank you. You have like a podcast, boys. Like, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was like feeling like I'm going about to go to the, to you know, a thousand people in front of me. Um, man, I'm doing great. I have coffee. I got my winning juice. Let's make this happen.
0: (laughs) Did you say you're winning juice?
1: Yeah, coffee.
0: (laughs) So for those who don't know you, obviously you and I have known each other a long time, even though I am depressed to think about how little you and I have seen each other in the last year. Give everybody a little bit of a background about where you came from, um, and your life as a professional musician?
1: Um, let's start with one question first. How about we start with how do we meet each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, because it will, it will give a context. If not, it's going to be like, okay, what's up with this guy? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that way, it, it will give a context. Because I think the way we meet and first play and everything, it was, it was really unique, and it was, and it was honestly great. Yeah. Uh (laughs) So,
0: so how did we first meet?
1: Uh, I think you put a Craigslist ad.
0: I did. Yep. I posted a Craigslist ad and this was, God, how many years ago was that?
1: Dang, it would be like maybe 2011.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right.
1: (laughs) Almost 10 years, man.
0: Did I have a baby at the time?
1: Uh, I don't know if you just recently have a baby or you were going to have a baby. Yeah, uh yeah. You were, you were. I remember I went to your house and there was a room. Um, then I forget words in English, but uh, uh a room in the back. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy how. And then we sit down, and uh there was a window in front of me. That window is in, in the back of you. It's weird. The stuff that I remember now while talking. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, I remember, and, uh, I remember
0: that day. So I was looking for and, a bassist for my instrumental rock trio. Um, and doing kind of like a, a Joe Satriani type thing, and uh, and Carlos responded to the ad, and my ad probably said something like, "You better know your stuff." And then uh, <laughs> Carlos came <laughs> in and killed it. He learned my tunes by ear, and I wasn't ready for that. And he knew them better than me, and uh, he really came in and showed me up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, and I remember, like, um, your ad was really cool because, um, you know, now going back to where I come from and all this stuff, that's when I came to the States in 2011. So um, I was going through Craigslist to see, you know, what, what opportunities uh, were at that time. And when I read your ad, it was amazing. You were saying uh, something. First, it was super positive that the more I know you, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, it, that's who you are, and even in your music. So uh, so it was it was it was an ad with a lot of energy. But I remember, yeah, if you like uh, Joe Bonamassa, it's a Triani. and I was like, yes, I like that. And then and then I call you, and when we set up the, the the like the edition, but you don't you didn't send me the tracks. You sent me to a MySpace link, <laughs> and and MySpace player man is brutal because the, there's a song. Is it like? Uh, not a Funkus a Monkus, but um, uh, the, the Monster. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! You play so many notes that it's not like a scale. Like there's some chromat- chromaticisms, and uh, so I remember, you know, playing the song and then I stop it because I have to, you know, learn a a, a, a place on second number twenty, and then I have to listen the whole song again to get that place, and uh, and I learned all your songs to MySpace, man. That was awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. I guess I just called to maybe have us get together and meet. I think that's what surprised me more than anything was you actually knew how to play the songs. And I was like, "Oh, I wasn't ready for this."
1: So what kind of bass players you play before?
0: None. This sound-
1: <laughs> <laughs> And uh so yeah, man, that's that's uh you know, going back to where I come from and everything. Um You know, so I come from, from, I was born in Mexico, but raised in Cancun. And Cancun is kind of like our little Miami, right? So you are exposed to different uh, musics. You know, you have people from Cuba, from Puerto Rico, from Brazil, from uh, um, Spain, from Argentina. Uh, Of course, you have people from Mexico. So, you know, one day you can be playing, the same day you can be playing boleros uh, and salsa. Then you go and do a rock gig. And then you go and do um, I don't know like a folklore gig, gig, right? And being able to learn all this amount of music because a lot of the times I just call you and tell you can you show up? And at the beginning it's overwhelming, but eventually you get develop a good ear, and uh, and it's kind of like expected to figure it out immediately. So I guess when when I get to your audition, uh, I had that muscle already uh, developed, and uh, and it was. It wasn't hard also i enjoy the music so i i think that's a big part of having good auditions so i enjoyed the music i enjoy everything and it was it was fun but definitely that the myspace plus the playlist was the, a little bit challenging um but yeah man that's how uh, i come with that idea of showing up as as prepared as possible
0: well that that makes a little bit more sense for me then because you know y- you you are a true musician in in every sense of the word in that you can kind of figure out something to play and how to and you can you know how to like take a part and make it even better instantly um and how fast you think when when we're making music together and the ideas you come up with like it always intimidated me a little bit (laughs) and and, and that makes a lot more sense now so it's like Rather than you just being trapped in a room practicing by yourself all those years, you kind of just got out there and and did it, and it forced you to kind of learn on the fly. Is that right?
1: Yeah, man, totally. So, um, you know, my dream when I was younger, uh, you know, when you're in high school or junior high, it was going to Berkeley. Berkeley was my dream, and all the musicians that I um, adore were in Berkeley at one time or another, and um, and. Uh, yeah, man. So um, I, I got a scholarship and everything. <clears throat> In fact, they give me three times they give me more money, right? But it still, it was really expensive for my parents to pay for that. Yeah. So my next logical um, decision uh, that I took it was like, if I can go to Berkeley, I at least have to play with the best musicians that I can around me, and and try to be the worst musician around them. That way, I can learn from them. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I had a, sorry. Hello, hello. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. And then, uh, so I had an opportunity of playing with this. Uh, I played with a, a a really a bunch of great musicians, but I think that the main one that had the biggest impact on me is a Cuban piano player called Gabriel Hernandez, and that guy is a genius, man. And I learned more from music, uh, uh from him, than any other uh, source, because I learned that music is an extension of yourself. It's not like a book. It's not a scale. And it's, it's this emotional thing. So um, I remember asking him if he can show me some chords on the piano. And he told me, um, look, Carlos, I can show you the p- uh, the chords, but you are you're not going to know why I play them at that specific time. And, and sometimes he play even do simple chords, like a C major with a flat on the bass. Right. And it, it's something that I can clearly play, but the way he played it or the moment that he played it, it just makes sense. So I learned so much about actual music than, than the theory behind it. Um, so yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't practice as much as live playing and then all the situations that I was thrown in. And I think that helped me a lot.
0: And again, I think that is a, a testament to, and I've seen that over and over again, like with students at our school, the ones who are just out there playing with other people, who are jamming to backing tracks who are writing their own music especially the ones who are collaborating with other musicians um, they seem to progress the fastest um, much more so than the musicians who are just sitting in the room practicing exercises running scales and and trying to do things by themselves
1: yeah because you know you have to think about this like music is a language right and when we talk we can we can talk so many things we can talk about we can communicate ideas we can communicate feelings we can create moments we can uh, you know um, um, talk about frustration or memories like we use our language to to pretty much communicate um, so practicing in a room for eight hours it sounds like a guy just talking words just because he's trying to practice sentences right so it makes completely sense to to be able to go out and and have these conversations, like musically speaking, and being exposed to different kinds of music and gear and um, scales and, um, you know, all these things that sometimes the school doesn't even teach you, like, um, you know, what is your reward as a musician? You know, they call you, they ask you, can you come to a gig on, I don't know, six hours away from here? And then all of a sudden they tell you, thank you, buddy. And you're like, oh, do I get paid? (laughs) They don't show you that, right? and um so yeah it's really really important to to go out there and and create friendships and 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 play and play music
0: yeah and i think it's really interesting that you mention the the idea of language because i use that analogy a lot with our students here it's it's like you could sit in in a spanish class for years reading a textbook like i did like i mean i had like 4 years of spanish training and I have and yet my sister and, and I can't speak any Spanish hardly, as you know, and my sister went and lived in France for a year, no training on how to speak the French language. And she's fluent in it. <laughs> right. It, it's kind of the same thing.
1: Well, it's it's just think about that. I always put this. It's, you know, as a funny example, right, because I don't read music like when I say I don't read music, it's not that I'm 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 aware of, of the notes and the staff. And I, for me, reading is either you, you, you read or you're know, not, so right? Just
0: to, so for our listeners, you know music very well. You know how to speak yeah. the language and you know how to communicate the language. You just don't necessarily know how to sit and look at a piece of paper and read it from that.
1: Cor- correct. But but I'm aware. Like, I can decipher. It's just, like, not immediately. But the, what we were talking about going to school or not, it's just, like, how many people are going to go to a Stevie Wonder concert, right? And all of a sudden, somebody tell the other one, hey, you know, Stevie Wonder don't read music. You're like, what? Let's get out of here. You know, no one is going to get out. You know, the, the Beatles were not like, hey, let's write this song. Wait, let me learn how to read music, you know, or Prince didn't, you know, didn't read music. And so all these people that, that, that create a, a ginormous amount of material that, you know, it's part of our lives. A lot of them they didn't read music. Now, I'm not against it because if you're a Stravinsky or Bach or Beethoven, clearly you're not going to go to an 80 piece orchestra and say, Okay, guys, I have this idea on C Let's Jam. You know, that <laughs> take it from here, Johnny, right? That's not going to happen. But I think reading uh is not necessary to make it depending on where you're going, right?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I would say some of the best musicians I've met, I've met a lot of great musicians who do read music um but i mean i i read music and i know my theory pretty well and and yet when you and i get together and we play music you know it in my opinion infinitely better than i do like you know <laughs> most of the time when we were playing together you know you were playing bass if i ever gave you my guitar you always played anything that i played better. <laughs> Yet, I'm the one who has the degree in music, so I, I think you're absolutely right. The, the question at the end of the day is, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't so much matter how you learn the music, it's can you play with others, can you communicate the language with others?
1: Yeah, man, and you know what, like right now that you were saying that, it, it um, comes something to my mind, uh, before coming to the States, um, I tried to reach a couple of people and, uh, to ask them, uh, for advice, you know, moving, moving to another country is really, it can be really hard on, on you, right? For, for a lot of reasons. Um, so I remember writing, uh, to Felix, you know, who's Felix, right? Uh, the guy who played with, um, uh, he was, with, um, he used to help the store sell instruments and the reviews, and then he became Bon Jovi, um, uh, guitar player, uh, I might be pronouncing oh, it incorrect. Wait,
0: wait, say say his name again. Oh, Phil X. Correct. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I know Phil X. I like that guy.
1: Okay, so, man. Uh, so I wrote. I don't know him, right? I just wrote him an email and say, "Hey, man, I know you're. You're not from from US. Uh, what kind of um, advice you have uh, uh, for somebody like me that is going to the states?" And he was super kind, man. He he answered the email and he and he said. Um, uh, you know what? When I, uh, the first three years in LA, they were really hard. And what I can tell you is, um, first, uh, either you have a great personality that everybody wants to hang around with, uh, or you play really good, or you have uh, really expensive equipment that nobody nobody has. And it says usually it's two out of three, but the most important one is being somebody that is available to to hang around. You know, a nice person. And uh, so all. And, those, and that advice, man, helped me so much. I, and, I, and I met him last year. And I stopped him and told him. And he was like, man, I'm great. That's awesome that you told me that. It's amazing. And he started talking to me about other stuff. And, and he was awesome, man. But, um, but the impact of that advice uh, was, was, um, uh, was ginormous, man. It really helped me have like a, like a plan uh, or like an organized vision, if that makes sense, because you know what you want to do, you just don't know how to get there. And, um, and it helped a lot, man. And basically it really doesn't matter. This is the other thing of music, right? It doesn't matter if you're really good at music and you, you have to be a nice person (laughs) and you have to have a good time, you know? And, and because mistakes when you're playing are going to come along. And if you have a mistake in, in stage in front of, you know, one people or a thousand million people and you stop and you freeze or you have a bad attitude, it's going to work against you. And a lot of the times a mistake is just a mistake if you don't know what to do with it. So, um, so that kind of attitude of just being, being cool, you know, hang around with people and be grateful that they are inviting you to their projects. And, and that's it, you know, life, life is too short to be, caught up and stuff that maybe doesn't matter so that's where music it started to translating even more and you're on stage i remember when we were on uh he said what is the name of the bar?" one forward the trail club or something what is the name of that one yeah rail club and we start playing song number one and nothing on your pedal board was working
0: oh god i'll never forget
1: <laughs> that night <laughs> Dude, no matter what, you change the guitar, you change the cable, you change the band. and, and, and but, You know
0: what? You know what? Ultimately, I figured out what it was. Did I tell you what was?
1: That? <laughs> that, never tell me.
0: That was the the new Parker Fly that I got from from twenty. It was the twenty fourteen model. So I think this was, I think this was in twenty fifteen, and um, I had gotten the guitar like that day or the day before, and I was like, oh, I gotta take this to the gig. Well what what I didn't realize, I didn't really play around with it. Like I plugged it in a little I was like, "Oh, it doesn't quite sound right, but maybe it'll be different once I get to to the gig." There was no 9-volt battery in it.
1: <laughs> no, but that was that was hilarious, but you know that's that's one of the moments that um that that I think you know, it's minor things that make friendship so so big and timeless because you know we there's people that you can be out of touch for a year or two years and then you cut up you know and uh so the way you handled that moment it was amazing man because you were not angry you were not like breaking guitars you you were like taking it with a with a smile you know and it was frustrating of course but uh i remember you just told me carlos solo definitely but you know
0: it
1: was it was it wasn't worth that really, really negative And the outcome was like tragic. You know, it was, yeah. It well, was... And there
0: were like six people there also,
1: <laughs> but we rocked them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, the, the, how you deal with frustration and because, um, there's other people that wouldn't take it so nice and then, uh, you wouldn't want to work with them, uh, again, or you wouldn't call them. Right. And, uh, and I remember we're just like, we have your back. I remember just playing a long bass solo. Of, oh, I yeah. don't know, minute and a half or something. <laughs> it was just okay. funny. Just, just Carlos just go jammed for a
0: while, and then, and then uh, <laughs> we we finally said, you know what? It, it's over. The set, the set is done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's. I mean, that that I think is something that that does come with experience because you know when you first start gigging, it's mm-hmm. like you. You you know the venues will say be there loading is at four and you play at ten and like you know you show up right at four and then it takes a while to realize like I don't have to show up at that time and you know you start to get a little more laid laid back about it but but I'm I'm a pretty high strong person and I think the one of the things that helped helped me probably deal with that is just kind of watching you. And learning from you because you you have probably the best attitude of any musician I've ever played with. So the fact that you you are I I think I was trying. I was thinking about this earlier. I think you are probably the single best musician I've played with um, Maybe next to like Roddy Chong who plays violin for for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and I would say you guys are like neck and neck with, with each other, but your amazing musical ability combined with your, your great attitude, your incessantly positive attitude, um, is, I I think it's just, it's the perfect combination.
1: Well, and, and to be honest, man, it wasn't, it wasn't always like that. Uh, I was before coming here, I was a little bit like a negative Nancy (laughs) and, uh, and, I, I think uh maybe it's a combination of life, books, and being really open to change because we're always evolving, right? So let me just move a little bit. My leg hurts. I went to the gym yesterday. Oh my god, it hurts so much. So um <laughs> dude, so the thing is that um that uh, there was a series of of, of issues that uh, uh open opened my mind to better quality of questions and 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 I think the best way of describing whatever analogy or story I can tell is is, is, so everybody can relate to that. We all have two, uh, the story of the two wolves, you know, that one. No. So, um, you know, there's two wolves inside of us. One wants to destroy you. And once one wants to construct you. Right. And the one that wins is the one that you feed. And that's basically it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, man. So to put an example, I remember, um, One of my first, uh, I'll give you an example that I see from somebody else and an example of myself, right? I saw one of my first experiences here in United States, I go to the house of this person and they have a big yard, no bars on the windows. Uh, the bicycle is outside. Uh, what that means for me is like, man, they don't steal stuff here. (laughs) They feel safe. They don't have to be like watching windows and stuff 24/7. uh, go inside the house, and they have carpet and air conditioner 24/7, running water, TV, you know, big TV. And they were depressed. And I was like, "What? This is the best country to be in. <clears throat> How can you be depressed here?" And uh, and it was just what the story that they choose to tell themselves. And one time I was feeling kind of like that too, but well, not like that. But you know, I was like, "Oh man, you know, it's raining or whatever." And then I see somebody else that you know, it's it's uh, less fortunate than me, and I'm like, "Well," It's not that bad. So I, 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 I guess that cutting that um, negative pattern or thought or something that can be productive really early and just stop it or change it, it, it just helps. And it helps everybody, man. Um, if you go to a show and let's say that they tell you at 10 and you're going to start at 11, it doesn't matter if you say, well, we're going to start at 11. You're just adding more to the problem. So might as well just have a good time. And that way, everybody has a good time. And, uh, and it's little things, man, but it, do, it really affects the, the over, overall of your life around people and, and just to build a better life, you know?
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. What, what is the story that we tell ourselves? So, yeah, it's when we face adversity or, you know, unwelcome situations, um, you know, if we're able to take the attitude of like, either I'm going to learn from this or like Tony Robbins says, what is great about this problem? Um, oh, totally. Or, you know, like, this is going to make for a really good story later. I mean, that disaster of a gig that we had has made for a pretty <laughs> decent story now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah man, and- it, I can think of, you know, so many times that you and I have just been, like, driving in a car together, and I would be, like, lamenting about something. I'd be like, ugh, well, this. And you'd be like, dude, <laughs> we're in America.
1: <laughs> we're in America.
0: <laughs> you know, this
1: is the happen. best country ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but you uh, know what? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to end the podcast here for the day. This has been so much fun, Carlos. I'm going to have to have you on again, and and we'll have to get you live in the studio. And and man, we we got to make some more music together for sure. And I know we always say that when when we talk,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> we got to make it happen again let's make it happen this year at least <laughs> yes, yes my friend
0: well uh well carl well for sure people can find you on uh my solo albums which are streaming on some platforms and stuff um you're definitely uh, all over those where else can people find um world-renowned carlos chelinski master guitar player bassist keyboardist and songwriter
1: oh my god um Honestly, I I think I have accounts on almost everything, but the one that I only check is Instagram. I really like that one, and um and that's it, man. But if anybody you know want me to help them out with something, don't hesitate to contact me, and I would love to help you out.
0: Where what is what is your username on Instagram?
1: Shilinstagram.
0: Shilinstagram. That's S H I L I N K.
1: No, N S K. P a g r a m.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah but you
1: know, you know what? Um, and I'm 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 glad that little by little this phrase is going to be more acceptable in our society. Um, without sounding pretentious, you you can Google everything. So just Google my name, and it will show up there. If they're friends on on uh, of yours, uh, I I will pop up there. And uh, yeah, man. Thank, yeah, thanks thanks cool. to yeah, Google. Man, We're Instagram is
0: my favorite too, and I think that. Uh, that shows our age and our, our generation, because I think we're <laughs> supposed to be on TikTok now. And uh, I just, I, I have a TikTok account and I just haven't been willing to play with it. It wears me out. So I stay in the comfort zone of Instagram and Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it just, I know that it's, you know, in five years from now, 10 years from now, it's going to be something else that offers the same stuff. And with all these passwords that you have to keep and open account, and it's just, oh God, I don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: That's what I like about Instagram is I post there and I can automatically share it to Facebook.
1: Yes, totally. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, Carlos, good, good to have you. And, uh, everybody, we will see you guys next time.
1: See ya. Bye.